You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show, or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Today on the show, we go to the movies... Hey, Richard. What's up, man? You ever been mistaken for a man? No, have you? Oh. oh. We went to the movies. Yeah, we went to go and see Alien Covenant. <laughs> I love that you had to check your notes. Because <laughs> this is an easy title to remember, but you just had to remember it because mm. the rest of the movie, uh, uh, like the, you just needed to check the notes. I'm already starting to forget it. Yes. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, we, we did the deed. We went out to see the movie. We did the deed. And uh, in our traditional Fire in a Hole style, the first 30 is spoiler-free. Yep. We reminisce, we ruminate on the on the Alien franchise. Then after 30, welcome to Spoiler Town. Correct. Uh, have a have a spoiler martini. <laughs> <laughs> and some noodles. I don't know. But we get into it, yeah. We get into it pretty heavily in the second half. So uh, enjoy yourselves. Fire in the hole. What was it about the alien kind of universe that have, that's made you instilled this passion in you to create f- several more movies? Fresh uh, frustration. I, I felt it wasn't shouldn't be dead and should be running. Star Wars still running. I mean, the alien franchise should be into War of the Worlds now. That's where I'm going. <laughs> from her, you bitch! Oh, yeah. Fire in the hole, Richard. Fire in the hole, Jason. So, uh, we just came back from the, the movies, which we haven't done in a while. Yeah, it's true. We haven't done that in a while. It's kind of weird when we do this, because if... Like we get out of the movie theater and then we're like, really want to talk about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, save it for the podcast, bro. Save yeah. it for the podcast. So we yeah, end up like catching up on other stuff. Yeah, we went and grabbed a bite and then we just, we couldn't talk about the movie. <laughs> and now I feel like it's been too long and it's not fresh in my mind anymore. <laughs> Fire and all. Fire and all. Yeah. Like it wasn't that great of a movie, so... I've already started the the purge process. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <laughs> deleting that that like disk drive space. Non-essential <laughs> info. <laughs> well, let's not spoil it just yet. Okay. Although we could do. Uh, do you want to do the usual? Uh, we do uh, 30, 30 non-spoil, thirty. Uh, get into it, or do you yeah. just want to dig into it? If there's enough to talk about without without spoiling, all right. Then, so yeah. let's talk. We could talk about the lead up and stuff. Yeah. And like, I'm still a bit confused about like where this movie falls in the timeline. So right. it's a prequel to Alien, but it's after Prometheus. Correct. Okay. All right, I feel you. I think, yeah, it's supposed to take place Probably 10 helped. years after Prometheus. Okay. Uh, to be clear, we're talking about Alien Covenant. Covenant? Convent? Convent. Coven? <laughs> Covenant. Covenant, yes. Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. And... Um, I don't know if it's this movie 
that's supposed to tie together because Prometheus was such a clusterfuck because they couldn't couldn't decide if it was part of the continuum or not. Well, they, they did say that it was a prequel, didn't they not? Originally, but then they kept going back and forth, and then there were oh. these. Uh, Ridley Scott would keep making these contradictory statements about it, this being actually something completely else, hmm. and then that it being set in the same universe, but it being kind of a, a different story. And then when you watch Prometheus, you totally get the impression that there's no clear answer. Like nobody seems to know, right? Right. And uh, for any of those that are curious about what we thought of Prometheus, we we have an episode on that. You can scroll down. Check out one of the older episodes where um, I lament that which mm-hmm. was Prometheus for all of its short shortcomings. This Jason m- was horrified. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was pretty demolished. Yeah. You, you fucking hated that movie. Oh, my God. It made me mad. And you hate a lot of movies, but I, I don't think there was another movie that earned your ire <laughs> to, that to that degree. I'm trying to think if there was another movie. Uh, Tron Legacy was a bit of a letdown, but it wasn't sure. like... I wasn't angry about it. It didn't touch you deep inside. No. No, it didn't. Prometheus touched you. Yes. In my no-no place. Well, <laughs> Show I, me on the doll. <laughs> well, it's Where did Prometheus touch you? You had Alien and Aliens, which are essentially masterpieces, both in their own regard. Right. While being completely different movies, they're both classics forever. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Alien no 3 was like the unappreciated, uh, the, like, uh, the bastard son. Mm-hmm. That like nobody cares about, but that I thought was actually fairly good. That was the one on the prison yeah. planet. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a very interesting. I thought I thought it had the bleakness of the thing, and it had enough of a continuity connection to the previous films mm. that I cared, right? Because yeah. they're just like, God damn it, Ripley can catch a break. Fucking Ripley, man, she got, she's had it rough. Yeah, so it was just like such a brutal thing, especially since it it, it picked up where like. After Aliens, you, you were like, okay, she made it, uh, Hicks made it, hmm. um, and Newt made it. Right. And, and then Alien 3 opens with like, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Yeah, and she's alone on a planet with 2,000 rapists hmm. and one sympathetic dude. Right. <laughs> oh, yes, and dog aliens. Cause they and she makes them all her bitch. Mm-hmm. What yeah. an iconic heroine. We were just talking about that, how Ripley is just... Amazing. Is she perhaps the best protagonist of any science fiction movie ever? Possibly. Possibly even beyond. Yeah. I would Action say so. films. Yeah. She, I mean, if, let's say, Terminator 2 had been more focused on Sarah Connor, I'd say there'd be like a toss up there. Hmm. But even Sarah Connor was more of a kind of a, the way that a survivalist dude would write a woman. Right. Sure. But again, Linda Hamilton just did such a fantastic job. She brought like a femininity to the role. Mm-hmm. And again, he, uh, yeah, I think Ripley is probably the best action hero from our time. I think so. I think uh, Sarah Connor was just sort of making the best of a, a situation that was thrust upon her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ripley kind of rises to an occasion, rises to the occasion. Right. Where everyone else doesn't. Yeah. Like, she, like she's a take charge kind of. Kind of lady. Yeah, when push comes to shove, hmm. she's a she's a survivor. She's a fighter. Yeah. Right. Like well, natural leader as opposed to just survivor. But I think with Sarah Connor, what was great too is, whereas Ripley in Alien 1 hmm. is kind of just uh, the one that survives because she has her wits about her mm-hmm. where everyone else kind of stupidly walks into their death or just unlucky. Uh, 
I think what f- made Sarah Connor so interesting is that you got you got to see her kind of as a bit of a dumb, a dummy, like a young dumb girl in the first one, right? Where she gets thrust into this super violent, super bleak situation, and then by the two, she's like, okay, I've, mm. I'm gonna, I'm this time, I'm ready. Like I've got a cache of weapons, mm. I'm shredded, and uh, I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything anymore. I'm just trying to save oh, my true. son. She was an unbridled badass in yeah. the second one, that's for sure. Yeah, like she was the way that I think the people in Zion should have been in the Matrix. Hmm. As opposed to, you know, flip-flopping, dreadlock, like ravers or whatever the fuck they came up with. That's true. It was such a long time ago. I think I need to go back and rewatch it. The Terminators? Yeah. Yeah. But that scene where she's like in the insane asylum and like turns her bed sideways to do like fucking pull-ups yeah, and yeah. shit. <laughs> like, yeah. That's badass. Yeah, the whole movie, she's just so hard. Yeah, and and it's such a beautiful contrast with her in the first film, mm. where she's kind of full out '80s puffy haired, uh, scooter riding single girl living with a with a slutty roommate, right? And completely just oblivious to anything bad in the world, and then all right. of a sudden like recenter her 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 life, and it's just horror. She's not even safe in the police station, which I think was one of the big scenes. Mm. Yeah, but she kind of lost some of her humanity along the way in order to become a weapon. A little bit, yeah. But she she turned herself into a Terminator. In a way, yeah, right? Hmm. Yeah, whereas Ripley, I think, doesn't change in terms of her ability so much. Mm-hmm. Of course, she becomes wiser. But I think here there's like a contrast that goes in the other direction. Cause, so she's just like part of this mining I think they were miners in the first one. Right. Or or uh, geological survey people. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up having to kind of become a commando to, to fucking flush this one fucking alien out the window, right? And in the second one, she lives the horrible tragedy of finding out that she's been dormant for like two generations or whatever, how long? And right. then getting dragged back into the shit mm-hmm. with people who are like, we're totally ready this time. Right. Like that, don't you're worried because last time you guys just kind of walked into it. And we're totally not going to retrieve it and try to do some evil shit, right? No, in, within our corporation, it's right. Trust we're, us, we're an evil corporation, <laughs> right? It'll be fine. Well, the soldiers kind of seemed like they were earnest, right? Like they were mm. going there to kick some ass. Yeah, but uh, the Whaling Corporation had other things in their that's in it. its mind. Well, I mean, yeah, the grunts. I think that like that's kind of their appeal. So they have like they've got like one one channel just. You know, set it to kick ass. <laughs> right. Point me, point me in direction, you know. Right. Yeah. And I remember listening to someone having this discussion about the uh, Alien films, how ma- there's such masterpieces, the original two at the very least, that you're not, e- you don't even think about how stupid the premise is. Is this why the Whaling Corporation is so obsessed with weaponizing uh, the fucking aliens? Right. When it's got like space travel capability, it's got these like nukes, it's got these like super yeah. ships of weapons, they can colonize anything. What's the upside? What's wh- in what context do you deploy like a bazillion of these snake monsters to mm-hmm. overrun a planet? Like in what how do you weaponize this fucking thing? Right. For what purpose? Did they even say specifically they wanted it as a weapon or they just wanted to study it? It seemed like the first thing was, yeah, they were like, oh, this could be billions, trillions of dollars in biogenetics. Maybe, Maybe they're just trying to like cure cancer or something. Right. By turning your blood to acid. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see the biological interest in it. Yeah. But it'd be fucking annoying to have acid blood. It, crazy annoying. <laughs> how does it stay in your I, body? Yeah. I just redid these floors. <laughs> I still understand how they have acid resistant veins. Mm. Or if they bleed, how do they how like if you cut yourself, like it burns the rest of you? I don't I don't understand how that works. I think they explained that in the Alien versus Predator thing. Oh God, I yeah. forgot about that movie. Yeah, that's a thing that Ugh. happened. Wait, did that happen twice? Uh, I feel like there's two of them. I feel like there's two of them. Yeah, the AVP or whatever the fuck. Right, they you turned into about a, two full movies. Wrestling match. Yeah. So wait, so are the are those Ridley Scott too? No, 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 no. They have nothing. No, that was the whole period that Ridley Scott like between three and four. Hmm. They just tied and him the up AVPs. in a, he was in a closet somewhere, just like. No, no, he just like he washed his hands of the whole thing. He's like he was never interested in coming back to it. Oh, okay. And then they basically bargain binned, started to roll out these weekend blockbuster AVP, AVP two, and mm-hmm. then there was oh yeah, there was fucking predators. No, that's something else. There was no aliens on that one. Predators. Oh yeah, that was just predators. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was just basically somebody using the license while they had it kind of thing. Okay. Well, in that in that movie, the protagonist forms like a, a weapon. Oh, no, the predator gives her a weapon that's made from... Uh, it's like a, sh- a shield made out of like the alien skull. And apparently like this, the alien skin is the only thing that's not burned by the acid. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. There yeah. you go. But uh, mystery solved. Mystery solved. I work here is done. All right. Thanks, guys. It's been <laughs> a great <laughs> show. <laughs> Firing in the hole solves problems. Yeah. So, Solving problems. I mean, yeah, like you said, obviously Prometheus uh, kind of peeled my brain off because I was like, okay, they let the Alien franchise go right off the rails into like shitty bargain bin territory. Hmm. And then the master himself decides after 20 years, 30 years, whatever long it was to come back to his creation. And he's like, okay, enough of this fucking bullshit. Hmm. Let me give you a real one. Daddy's back. Daddy's back. <laughs> Even though I think strangely, everyone was like hoping James Cameron would come back <laughs> and do another one. Hmm. Wait, uh, which one did James Cameron do? He did aliens. Aliens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, oh, the, the, the master of the original, he's back and he's got this whole new story that he needs to tell us. Okay. So Ridley Scott, the first one, yes. James Cameron, second yes. one, bunch of fuckheads for every, everything for the else. rest. Yeah. And then Ridley Scott back Ridley for, Scott, for, for and Prometheus exactly. and now Ridley Scott again. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's what was the big setup. That was the, mm. that's, that was around the excitement, you know, because he brought back all the, I think a lot of the original feel of it. Mm-hmm. This was the master himself coming down from the crystal towers and giving us the next chapter, but nobody knew what that chapter was. And then, like I said before, the interviews kept going in about like, yes, this is a prequel. Actually, no, it's a separate thing, but it's connected, but blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then we got the, we got the mess that was Prometheus, mm-hmm. which I think was so weirdly done that people still can't figure out if it was brilliant or dumb. Right. I cited with dumb. Uh, it was brilliantly dumb. Okay, quickly, like because re- we've already done this. Yeah. Like, what were the what were the big fuck ups in Prometheus? Um, it was like, it. Uh, I I think it it gave you like nobody to really root for. Clearly, 
Mm-hmm. Like there were too many characters. None of them really had any solid motivation. Um, <clears throat> they were, I think, hoping that Charlize Theron would be like this big moment where she reveals that she's Waylon's daughter. Right. And that Waylon's on the ship. And, but none of it just, it was kind of like, again, all these people making horrifically stupid mistakes mm-hmm. and it going to shit because of it. As opposed to Alien 1, you could understand they were foolish because they had no idea. Right. Right? And they're just trying to help their crew member and he comes back with the face hugger. They have no idea what they're dealing with. Right? Two, you could understand because they wouldn't believe her about how deadly they were. Three, they again had no clue what it was. Only she knew what those things were. Four, never mind. AVPs, never mind. Now we're back to Prometheus and it's like, okay, there's no Ridley. This is... Oh, so there's no Ripley, rather. Ripley or Ridley. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we're going back to the beginning. Um, but again, we, we supposedly have the super ship of like biologists and shit like that. And then they're basically all sticking their head into the lion's mouth. Remember that whole thing with that cobra alien? And the fucking guy's like, hey, little buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it like, clearly looks menacing and otherworldly. Right. And the other guy's like dipping his fingers into the muck, into the black yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like it looked like a puppy. It looked like a fucking cobra. Of death. Yeah. It, it had nothing friendly <laughs> looking about it, right? And then they had like the super over the <laughs> then top. Then surprised that it like it attacks you. Right. They had that super angry Scottish geologist or whatever map guy with the mohawk who gets mm. lost 10 minutes into the movie oh, right. after he's done blabbing about these globes that can map everything right and he gets lost in basically like a donut <laughs> in a donut ship yeah he's lost he's the officer of not getting lost <laughs> exactly you're, you're in charge of not getting lost yeah and then david goes off the rails but it's never 100 percent clear as to why right right yeah the hell is his motivation? I don't understand it. And I th- and then there was that big thing with her performing, and it almost seemed like a pro-life propaganda moment where she's like extracting the alien from herself. You mm-hmm. know, uh, knew, knew me, rapace. R- oh yeah. mm-hmm. Am I saying her name correctly? I have no idea. Yeah, she was definitely pro-choice. Yeah. I it think w- anyone would be in that point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that's always been a thing with Ridley Scott. There's always been a weird, I think I've heard someone talk about how the whole alien thing in the beginning was kind of a weird anti-abortion thing. Wait, what? Yeah, there's this like an, there's like an, there's a religious kind of weird pro-life metaphor to the whole chest buster impregnation thing apparently to it. Yeah, I've heard this before. And there's always like a weird religious overtone to all the movies. I don't know if you notice, they bring up faith and. Right. Someone's always got a cross or a star of David around their neck, and there's like a really big emphasis on it. Well, nothing's more rapey than a fucking alien that clings to your face and like sticks its, uh, its uh, whatever you call it, down, down your throat and impregnates you against your will. I mean, right? Yeah, no, that, that's kind of part of the terror. Right. Right. That's. It goes I never really thought of it. In that, that there's context. apparently. I mean, I'd have to read up on this again, but I feel like there's always been like a like an overtone there, some sort of message, or at least somebody trying to be profound and ask questions about like the creation of man, uh, God or intelligent design or nature and all that stuff. So. Mm. But Prometheus was Disturbing. just like aimless and it, in, it ended in this big like kind of, oh yeah, there was the big 
the ship rolling onto Charlie's run and she because <laughs> she was running in a straight line. <laughs> no, was that was that Charlie was that Charlie's? Yeah, she she that's how she dies. Oh. <laughs> and and immediately everybody sort of was like, why didn't you just run to the side? Just sideways, you yeah. would have been fine. And it was a part of yeah, it was a bunch of these kind of moments where I think it 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 shocks the system because you're like super fantastic art direction. Hmm crazy amount of attention to detail from the space travel to the costumes to the the, the 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 physics of the whole thing right and this grave overtone to kind of make it believable and make it possible in like a hundred years to maybe do this sure and then like somebody sticking their face in the in the goop and going like <laughs> this looks perfectly safe yeah, exactly <laughs> want some <laughs> and then like oh my god and then the second shit goes to, to hell, yeah. nobody keeps their cool. Everybody just starts like heaving, smashing into walls. <laughs> Making the, the worst decisions. Yeah. yeah. Flamethrowing their like their like co their uh, teammate <laughs> instead of the thing that's coming at them on yeah. four legs. You know? <laughs> it's like a like you're like aliens just have to kind of show up, do one of those <sighs> and let the humans just fucking shoot each other in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and and lock each other out of the into, like airlock each other by accident. It's true. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of really stupid decisions. And and it's unclear what they were trying to do with the the engineers when they finally meet the engineer at the end. Hmm. That was unclear. What that was about. Where you like you're finally waiting for an answer and it wakes up and it rips off David's head is off and mm-hmm. it becomes ultra violent. I think that was kind of like the the whole. I mean, that's what I took from it, anyways. Was that it was uh, Wayland's attempt to gain immorta- immortality, and he thinks that this engineer is going to have some way to keep him alive for some reason. For some reason, yeah, yeah. Like it might have. To, I mean, okay. I guess I bought it from the whole like wanting to meet your maker, hmm. having yourself become like the the, the humanity's foremost creator of men of yeah. artificial men or whatever mm-hmm. and so you want to meet your maker fine but again i think the whole thing was really jumbled and then it left on this cliffhanger of like okay we're gonna go to the creator's planet says Naomi rapace holding david's head as they fly off into space with the donut chip and were they trying to get answers or she's like i'm gonna fuck with them i don't remember i think it was kind of like i'm gonna have a talk with them hmm and then Alien Covenant. Convent? Mm. Convent. Convent. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, all the other aliens feeling really bad for all the people they killed <laughs> and finding Jesus. <laughs> and wearing, I somehow like want to see now like a drawing of an alien with like a nun outfit. <laughs> it would somehow work. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, did you have any expectations or... Coming into this one? Yeah. I expected it to, or I was hoping it was going to redeem Prometheus. I think that's what people were kind of hoping for. Redeeming it, okay. Yeah. Like, fool me once. Alien redemption. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't... Aside from that, I mean, the, the trailers looked really good. And as far as being just kind of like a scary, kind of on on the edge of your seat, sort of, Movie, I think they did a fairly good job at that. With with Prometheus? Oh uh, no, with with Covenant. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was pretty actiony. Well, the problem is with these movies is that they, especially this one. I mean, the premise is so familiar. Yeah, that's true. Like we've run it through a million times, hmm. right? And there's bazillion. Wait, are we getting into spoiler territory here? No, no. But I'm talking about like this genre of film. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's so many offshoots of this. Well, Alien kind of started it all, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, there's something we don't know where it is, and that that in of itself is scary. It could right. be anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, even coming in not having seen this film, I was a bit ambivalent from the standpoint of like, okay, there's no way they can recapture the horror of the first one. No. There's no way they can really uh, recapture the the novelty of the second one. Mm-hmm. Either where we didn't still didn't quite because the whole idea of the second one was okay. Well, one of these things tore up the entire crew and almost killed everybody. Right. And now they're everywhere. And then then we got a bunch more movies with them going everywhere, coming through every duct and shit. Mm -hmm. So at this point, where do you go from there? Yeah. We've seen what the monster looks like. Mm -hmm. We know what they do. We know that they're fucking fast. We know they can essentially face hug anything and then it creates some other variety of grossness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So at this point, like, how do we go down this road again? Right. Right. But I was mildly curious. I mean, honestly, for me, part of the draw was just seeing the gorgeous cinematography and the gorgeous effects and the the art design because that's always on point. Yeah, it was beautiful. H.R. Geiger stuff is always like fucking beautiful mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> as artistically speaking right but i really didn't know what to expect in terms of like what new information what is even the payoff if they do successfully connect prometheus back to the first movie are they actually going for a film that you're going to be able to view first and then watch prometheus and, or sorry prometheus then covenant then Alien 1, and that's going to kind of have a continuity to it? I don't think so. Right? Like, clearly, that's not doesn't work. The same way as the Star Wars prequels completely don't work, don't work if you watch them in sequence. Well, there's the big reveal, right? Like in Star Wars, it's like, Luke, I'm your father. Yeah. Uh, although that's apparently not what he says. No. No. But I am your father. I am your father. Yeah. No. But, um, that's the big reveal. So if you watch all the prequels, then you... Obviously, know who Darth Vader is and Yoda. Oh, which was and another Yoda. reveal yeah, was in the reveal. Empire, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, you can't be Yoda. You're a little imp, <laughs> <laughs> and like you're like, oh shit, little impy. Oh, okay, big things come in small packages. Again, mm, don't judge a book by its cover, right? Et cetera, et cetera. But now you watch the prequels, and it's like, yeah, there's no. It's clearly Yoda. Yeah, and they, <laughs> it's like, but he looks better. <laughs> it all happens before the original movies, but everyone seems to be so in the know of how cool, how amazing everybody is. Mm. Like uh, Anakin Skywalker is just so special, even though he has no reason of being special until he becomes Darth Vader, right? Right. Um, Yoda is so bro. special. Midichlorians, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so okay, so I, I guess. But the same thing with with Alien. Yeah. Right. Like Alien. The whole suspense of Alien is you don't know what you're dealing with. Right. If you have all this preamble explaining everything about the origin, then What's the you hook? already know. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, what what's missing? Like, we need to find the creators. We need to know what the creators are about. 
apparently Ridley Scott said recently, I was reading a thing where he was saying that uh, Alien is as big as Star Wars. And like the universe with of Alien and Aliens is as rich of a of a universe as okay. that and is just begging to have multiple stories be told. Uh-huh. Although Or he's trying to sell the franchise and retire. Maybe. Maybe. I I don't think there's a lot of people who share that belief. I don't see it. I mean, I would watch I mean you can criticize as much as you want, like the Star Wars stuff, but like Every spin-off that they're going to do, like I'm going to go and watch it for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I would if I would, you know, go to see every single thing in like the alien universe. Probably not. It's not that interesting of a universe. There's no. not there's not a lot going on. There's, if there's, or, there's once there's no Ripley. Right. A lot of it was Ripley. Like almost all of it. There's like there's an evil corporation, there's Ripley, there's an alien, there's multiple aliens. That's it. And that's it. No, there's nothing else. There's no other characters. Yeah. Everyone just dies. Horribly. Horribly. Yeah, and I mean, even if you were... I mean, they tried the whole, like, cloning Ripley, and it was it was a farce. That was Alien 4. Right. They brought her back with long hair and, like, abs, and she was, like, they Sarah Connored her up, and she was supposed to be a clone of the original Ripley. But she didn't know she was a clone. Or something. I don't know. But the point but she, is... she had... But she was cloned with the the alien queen DNA. Inside her, something. Oh, yeah, she could control yeah. them or something. Uh, whatever. Yeah. But less we, think of, less we talk about it, the better. <laughs> but you're right. Once you take Ripley out, once you take yeah. out that whole... St- it really was one story. It was. And once, her, once she dropped into the forge or whatever in Alien 3, that was kind of it. That was kind of it. Where else are you going to go? Uh, okay. Full outs- are we going to see a full-scale war? With the aliens, I mean, they can't even get off planet, right? So they can't be like a real threat to humanity if they won't go. If, if we just nuke every planet that they find those fuckers on, you know? Right. <clears throat> um, yeah, they're just a force of destruction. They're like a plague. Right. They're not. It's not like they're going to become technologically advanced and create space spacecraft spacecrafts. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unclear as well why they are so hostile to humans. Right, like they yeah. immediately the moment they pop out, they immediately like see a human and it's on. Like, mm. why are they so fucking vicious all the time? Unless they were created for that purpose, or yada yada yada. Like th- that that whole part is not, it's not interesting. Was not really part of the original makeup of the alien world. Mm. It was just a simple. I mean, it was pitched as Jaws in space by Ridley Scott. The original was it really the original Alien? Yeah. Jaws in space. Yeah, because he was explaining like the whole story, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, well, we're just all we're hearing is this is going to cost a lot of money because they're spaceships and mm. special effects." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but Jaws in space," and they they went like, "Oh, ooh!" And Jaws was the the shit, the blockbuster of blockbusters of its time. Mm. It's still one of the most talked about films of all time, you know. So it's true. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I see the parallels now right? that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I don't see this universe he's talking about, but I guess he's he's trying to like make sure his grandkids are well off too or something. Yeah, he's gonna try to pump puff it up into something that it's not. I don't know. It's I mean, true. Yeah, square peg meet round hole. I guess that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's not like Jaws two that there were like multiple Jaws. Were there? No, there weren't. All oh, right, <laughs> it, was, it was still like regular old Jaws. That's true. 
Didn't they, Deep Blue? Didn't they make a movie with Sam Jackson where there was like a hundred sharks or something? They did. Right. Yeah. Genetically engineered sharks huh. that were intelligent. Right. Yeah. That was a pretty good death scene for uh, <laughs> Sam Jackson. Sam, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like right in the middle of like a pep talk. Like, you know, we're going to get this done. Stop your crying. It's like, <laughs> 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 I'm tired of these motherfucking sharks <laughs> on this motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit alright man well I think that that covers the preamble as far as what, what we thought was going to happen was that ever a concern for you that like it wouldn't be as scary anymore we had cooked it I think that we overcooked it in a you know because mine was a shoot em up and shoot em out and you're going to die in the old dark house so I'm a B movie really it's a B movie plot but we did an AA plus film because of great cast great sets he's special Without him, it wouldn't be the same movie. Problem is, all good directors, all good films, but they follow through, shoot them up, shoot them out. So to me, I think he, he wore out. By the time you get to the final one, you've got him in a glass box, you're studying him, so immediately he's impotent. You can't do that to him. It's like suddenly putting a tar shark in a tank. You've got to keep him in the water. Um, so I felt he was done. So when I did, but I said, I can lift the lid off this by asking the key question, who, why, what, and when, and who created this for what purpose? So that provoked um, come, uh, Prometheus. Prometheus was very successful. The questions at the end of it were, there was something about some of the notes when you look on social media and the good film, but, da -da -da, but they missed him and the evolution Chessmaster, Facebook, all that stuff. And I uh, went, you know what? And I'm in process then of planning Covenant. We've got to have reintroduce him. So the, the, we took on a, a different direction. The engineers didn't make him. David made him, which I thought was far more interesting. And, the, you know, the devil's hands. The idle hands of the devil's workshop is a great thing. Get your hands off her, you bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah. So here we are. Uh, this is part two. We're going to get into the spoily spoilies. Yeah. Um, if you're a big Alien fan, stay away. If you've uh, watched the movie, then uh, we're going to get into the nitty gritty a little bit. Um, I don't know. Where should we pick up? I don't know. We, I, we laughed a lot in this movie. Like un unintentionally? Yeah. <laughs> we laughed a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of like one-liners in there. A lot of really awkward... Yeah, let I, me finger you. Let me do the fingers. Let me do the fingering. Let me do the fingering. I'll do the fingering. Yeah, it Put was this in your mouth, and I'll do the fingering. <laughs> what? What <laughs> the fucking? In what world does that work as dialogue? Yeah, I guess and not get a giggle. And no one else in the theater was giggling. It was just us. Are we just completely immature? Maybe we're very immature slash exhausted, <laughs> and like nonchalant, uh, malcontent a little bit, and jaded. Maybe. But also, we can't take any serious scene seriously <laughs> anymore. Put this in your mouth and I'll do the finger. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, I mean, if there was anything salvageable from uh, Prometheus, like if we didn't really get into that, but if there was anything I did like um, about Prometheus was obviously David and uh, uh, Michael Fassbender's work. He was kind of one of the bright points of Prometheus, just him on the ship alone. And yeah, no, he's a solid actor. Yeah, he's very good, um, and uh, he's very capable. 
he's he, there is i think a little bit of the creepiness of the synthetic man mm-hmm. is still a bit of a draw like you know if we said ripley alien i'd say maybe bishop was and that synthetic or artificial guy is kind of a cool right maybe third point of interest that can be revisited was that only in in aliens nope there was a th- synthetic in alien as well yeah initially it's what go, it's, it's it go, it goes mad okay and it's the reason why ripley is so distrusting of uh bishop in the second one because hmm. like the last time those fucking thing on our ship went crazy and mm. like, i don't want to and then bishop ends up being like really good right and then david ends up being a creep and uh in this one there's walter um hmm. where i guess it's almost like a side story it's almost like another story the whole thing about the artificial beings that doesn't seem to right to really gel with the rest of the alien franchise. Like you, it's like either we should be telling this story and just talking about this artificial being and how it's uh, handling itself with a human crew, how it's super competent and it's trusted to do all these super important operations, but it also is strangely unfeeling. And then I guess in this one, I almost felt like this this movie was like uh, Alien. We 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 swear it's not Prometheus. <laughs> was the secret title of it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was definitely a thing. And clearly, there was a sense of coming back to the grassroots and trying to mm-hmm. essentially pull a Force Awakens, I guess. Right. Where here's a crew, and here's the mission, and they got to colonize, and something's going to go horribly wrong. And they have no idea what's going on. Right, right. They they have no connection to alien. They haven't met any of the. They don't know about xenomorphs and stuff like that. This is their introduction to it. They just know that something happened with David because they're aware of. Oh, that's right. There's like a ship that disappeared. They know that the the, yeah exactly. They know that the uh, the Prometheus disappeared, Hmm. and it was never found. So. Right away, I think it was odd to me because it didn't pick up where the other one left off. Right. It was uh, that whole storyline was kind of a side note to a certain degree, which is kind of admission that Prometheus was shitty, right? Yeah. Because they left Prometheus with a cliffhanger. It's like we're gonna go and to the to the source. Yeah, I'm gonna go fuck with those engineers. Right. And then it's kind of loosely like it was mentioned. But it, it didn't really pick off from there. And like, here's another crew. Hmm. And then, again, I felt like the crew was kind of faceless. Right. Right? Like, there were some good actors there. But, like, again, I, I didn't feel the immediate connection. Like, you in Alien, you know every one of those characters and what they're about. Right. Um, in Aliens, of course, the personalities of the GIs are very on point. Like, Apon, Hicks, Hudson... Right. There's a couple of like no namers in the back there, the the red shirts essentially. Right. And just the fact that they're grunts. Yeah. Like you don't need to go that kind of get super personal with them. Yeah. yeah. But you still get to know them really well. Sure. Yeah, like you immediately real like Vasquez is the sort of overcompensating badass. Mm-hmm. Hicks is the super competent leader, but he's very quiet. Right. Apone is like a bit of a Vietnam stereotypical cigar munching sergeant. Right. Uh, and then you have Hudson. That's the the guy that's always like the sky's falling. 
He's always like, oh, this is bad, man. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And and you got to see a lot of um, play between them as well. In the original, yeah. Yeah. And then what's his name? Uh, Burke? Burke, the Burke. the company man. Mm, yeah. He kind of made an amazing kind Paul of Reiser. human villain. Mm-hmm. He was a great villain. Yeah. Because he's a cowardly, spineless, pencil-pushing, opportunistic fuck. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being kind of a surprise bad guy. Right. Whereas you expect him to be to kind of just bite it in the first opening moments as the <laughs> shit goes wrong. He ends up kind of being a second enemy on a second front. Right. Where he's betraying them from from behind enemy lines, right? But in this one, like I, I, like with the prequels in Star Wars, I, I couldn't really tell you anything about any of these characters mm. that was meaningful. That's true. No development. Yeah. At all. You're like, okay, there's like a weird Ripley lookalike, sort of. Is she though? Well, she it's felt kind of like baby face, no? Yeah, but the like baby it, face with the like Beatles haircut. Yeah, but she has kind of like the short haircut. She's kind of uh, a gangly, mm-hmm. Ripley-ish. She's certainly in a, an homage to Ripley in some aspect. Certainly, yeah. At least from a costume design standpoint. Yeah. And then you have Danny McBride, who's like really distracting in this movie. Yeah. Isn't he distracting? That's the eastbound and down guy. Yeah, like Ridley Scott seems to really have a fucking hard on for this guy for some reason. Like, he, I guess he's like, oh, I'm going to take this comedic actor and put him in this dead serious role. And it really felt like he was in over his head. Mm. A lot of the scenes that had him in it were kind of. And like he wears a cowboy hat and he ends up being the reckless one. <laughs> it's like, come on. And his name is Tennessee. Tennessee. That's right. <laughs> you even remembered. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But the other other members of the crew were like, oh, there's a surly. Hispanic guy who knows wheat, which I thought was a nice bit of like (laughs) racism. The Mexican guy on the ship. He knows all about wheat. Well, if it was corn, it would be corn. This is wheat. I know my wheat, (laughs) you know, like, all right, whatever that means. Like that. I'm not sure what that means. What does that mean? Oh, I know wheat when I see it. (laughs) Like, okay. And in a way we still don't, 100% 100% know why it was there the the, the wheat because there was no one living there no there was there were people living oh there. wait there right? were? that was that was the in that home, valley that was the home planet of the engineers right but they were all living in that mega city right but where do they get their wheat from bro but there were no homes there were no houses there were no farms or anything there was just wheat growing randomly in the valley random wheat bro <laughs> Random weed, bro. <laughs> uh, whatever, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's there's vegetation to support hum, humanoid life. Yeah. On the planet. I don't know. Isn't there wild wheat? It's got to be wild wheat. I guess. Where do we get wheat from? Wild wheat. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, we started planting wheat in wheat fields, but it I'm sure wheat... naturally. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's but they made a point of saying, like, who planted it? At some point, they, someone who says that. Yeah, and they said, like, what are the chances of having human vegetation on a planet like this? Right. They're, like, a really small chance. Even though it looked like they were in Iceland or something, or Alberta. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't look like an alien planet. Speaking of chances, like, what are the chances that dude picked up that signal on a seven-year voyage? Okay. Yeah. On a seven, on a seven-year voyage. Uh-huh. To the planet, the, their their destination planet, they just happen to get into some kerfuffle, 
where they have like some kind of the solar things going problem and you know yeah some random energy burst that caused them all to wake up all of them except for what's his face uh, uh what's his name harry osborne <laughs> yeah all of them except for harry osborne <laughs> which is weird to have him in the eastbound down guy as yeah well. like they're kind of related Anyways. pineapple express kind of situation. yeah <laughs> very <Almost>. pineapple express <laughs> situation <laughs> But what are the chances on that seven-year voyage, which is presumably a really, like, long, yeah, you know, it's a long, long, long. yeah, yeah, and they're covering a lot of a lot of a lot of ground, that they happen to get into a, a into a problem at the exact spot where they can pick up this signal, which is the the girl from the. F- Prometheus from, from Prometheus singing a song which we still didn't get an explanation to right like what are the what the what fuck are, are the chances of that right yeah I mean I guess it makes that, no sense it doesn't make any sense and they're they, and they're like within a couple of weeks of of this planet yeah and they decide to go and investigate and that planet happens to be better than the destination planet right it's fucked yeah, and like, where are the other engineers, and 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 where are the other, like, who are the like again, just a bunch of questions that even if they were answered, you're not sure they would provide any satisfaction. Right, and with that pod, <laughs> where the guy like burns to death on the inside. All oh, right. Why would you build a cryogenic pod that can like? <laughs> it's a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah, that can double as like a cremation to booth yeah <laughs> yeah like you get the feeling that there must have been more footage of james franco i can't believe that he they just james franco like you barely name. recognize him you're barely like is that james franco yeah and then he score and then he fucking toast him they cast him just so they can kill him immediately yeah that seems that seems that seems it's odd very strange yeah i thought there was gonna be like more flashback stuff with him or maybe yeah yeah, he's like easily the most, apart from Fassbender and whatever, he's like the most, I guess, star of all of the people on board. It's all <laughs> people you've never heard of. But what what struck me as strange, I think, where I felt the needle kind of sliding off the record for me, uh, although there was never like a, oh God, this is horrible kind of moment, like in Prometheus, is where they keep going on about it in the front, in the beginning, about how much responsibility this ship is. They've got 2,000 colonists. They've got embryos, whatever mm. that means. Um, th- th- that was weird, too. The little What are they going to do with the embryos? Yeah, tiny little baby, like frozen babies. Like I don't even understand what that was. But anyways, they have 2,000 colonists. They're all frozen and how much responsibility is, and they have to take care of them first. And then the first chance they get, they commit like a good fifth of the crew, if not a third of the most essential people to the ship to the landing. Yeah. They leave like four assholes up on their ship, including the most irresponsible one who's already proven that he doesn't follow orders. That's right. Right. He disregards like the first order that he's given. That's not how they do it in Tennessee, bro. (laughs) That's right. Oh, those (laughs) Tennessee guys. Oh, they're lovable, but they're so, they're so, uh, they resent authority or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, 
Yeah, and if I recall, uh, Idris Elba's character in Prometheus also had some weird southern accent forced on him because apparently if you mm. pilot a ship in 21-something, mm. you your name has to be Tex right. or Nashville <laughs> or Alabama. Wait, was there like a, a cowboy hat in the original ones too? I think there I, was. I forget. I feel like there was. I forget. There might have been somebody wearing a cowboy hat. But anyway. So you have this some chop. <laughs> five by five. Five by five. Uh, Spunkmeyer, just still my favorite last name ever. Who's Spunkmeyer? Spunkmeyer was the pilot of the that that lander in the aliens. Oh, okay. Who gets like uh, shredded when she comes to get the the GIs? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's all this talk about like, okay, initially the setup seemed like okay, it's going somewhere. So we have Billy Curdup, uh, or is it, yeah, Billy Curdup, who's like the de facto captain now because. James Franco got fried mm-hmm. and he's really beloved for some reason, but we're just told that he was really beloved. Right. We're not told why, what it was about him that made him beloved. We get this one f- video of him rock climbing without ropes, which is supposed to give us like, maybe he was more of a cowboy. He was more of a reckless dude. Why would that guy be captain? Hmm. A guy that climbs without ropes is going to be put in charge of a, an entire colony ship. It's right. kind of a weird thing, but okay. That so is weird. Fine. And Let's, they made reference to it later on as well. Yeah. When dude takes over, he's like, I'm, I don't, I climb with ropes. <laughs> I don't do no silly, no rope climb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you like, you have this character who's okay. Initially, it's an interesting proposition. It's the captain that nobody likes. And he's got to kind of try to win over. He's nervous about his role. Mm-hmm. And then he's given this chance. And he's clearly made out to be the guy who wants to be way more careful and way more by the numbers than the the previous captain. He's a bit of a dick, though. A little bit. Like you can't have a funeral. They're yeah. Like, no, don't have a funeral for the captain. But he doesn't. We got even, work to do. He doesn't even say like, guys, we'll do the funeral. We'll do the whole bit. But let's repair the fucking ship hmm. quickly. And then once we're back on track and we're then sailing, we'll take care of all that shit. We'll we'll sing him a fucking like you know, Irish wake fucking song and we'll do the whole bit, you know? Hmm. But he never explains as to why he's not giving them, the captain, the proper burial. Right. And then the rest of the crew, like, go against him by having a cup of JD in the in the car, in the the tunnel and jettisoning him out the fucking airlock. Right. And that somehow was okay now. Like, now he's been properly seen to. I don't know. Yeah, but the, cap- but the new captain was pissed. Makes no sense. Yeah, but then so all this attention to how important the mission is, how everything's so crucial, and then the first chance he sees to to essentially disregard orders and colonize an entirely different planet, he, he's like, okay, let's do this. Because right. nobody wants to get back into the... In, sorry, no. No one wants to get back into the hypersleep chambers. Hmm. I'm like... According to what we've seen from this captain, he'd be like, um, fuck you're not wanting to get back into the pods. Right. We're getting back into the goddamn pods. We're lucky to be alive. Everyone back in the pods. Mm. I climb with ropes. I climb with ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your name is, Captain. Yeah. She's like, I play by the book. I guess. Cautious. More cautious. I'm also, I've always wondered about this idea of like letting husbands and wives mm. be on the crew of a ship. It certainly did not seem to be a positive thing in this case. That's a horrible idea, right? <laughs> yeah. It's one thing if the, the, the people are hooking up, 
you know, and fucking yeah. <laughs> as the as the as the crow flies, mm-hmm. as one will do. But having like full on like husband and wife teams on a ship is horribly is is a horrible idea. But it's a they were they were going to colonize. Sure, they weren't doing space exploration. Yeah, but I mean, they have to make these like crucial, super important decisions that are they're holding the lives of all these people in their hands. And as we've seen with Danny McBride's character, like he he basically jeopardizes the entire colony ship just because like he wants to get closer to talk to the planet. Right, right. So we're we're talking about a group of people who immediately don't really impress you with their professionalism. Hmm. Like one of the couple should be crew, and the other one should be part of the colonists. In 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 the hypersleep or whatever something like that exactly you know you don't that way you're motivated in order to like get people to the destination Mm -hmm. because you're your honey baby's she's part of the the cargo she's part of the cargo yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah that makes total sense but so like okay that's how i would do it jason that's how i would do it (laughs) that's how i would colonize another pond that's right elon musk if you're listening (laughs) that's how you do it the man you want to hire is richard um so yeah like as soon as they find this other planet and they get all hyped up about it, even though nobody trusts the captain, everyone's nervous, everyone's really shook up about being basically woken up with the ship almost tearing itself apart. Mm. Everyone's like, yeah, totally, let's land on this planet. No masks, no equipment. Yeah, that was shocking. Like, there's no equipment whatsoever. They've got no tech. They're just going around poking things with their their finger. With their backpacks with GoPros on them. (laughs) What looked like GoPros. They did look like GoPros. Um, They probably got some money for that. Yeah, they just all like, hey, let's just go down there with stupid looking hats. And Mm. the terrain at some point, I was looking at it as they're climbing over the hill. And I'm like, are they going to run into Krennic and his shadow troopers from... uh, from Rogue One, because <laughs> it looked exactly like the, the 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 farm at the beginning. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like the volcanic, desaturated ash mm-hmm. with the with the fields of tall grass around. Right. And they just like doop doo doo. We're gonna trudge. It once again had that problem. I'm like, I'm like, they land a ship and they're like, okay, it's only eight kilometers away. Move the ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move the ship closer. Right. Or have some kind of like reason why drone, or a little helicopter, or yeah. some like speed bikes or something, just to like, not like let's go hiking. Wait a second. You're absolutely right. Like they had the technology to tell what the planet's atmosphere was like and that it was hospitable to humans yeah. from like a sector away or whatever. Hmm. But once they're on the planet, like they can't even send out like a fucking automated thing to go and nothing check see. And the minute they find the, the, the donut shit, hmm. they're just, they just fucking charge right in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no caution whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. Less caution than per, the per Prometheus crew. It's true. Which is shocking at this point. Yeah, I guess it's just their thing. Like they're just in a universe with no caution, like, or, or breathing apparatus. Because I think when the Prome- not that it would have helped, anyways. But I mean, if they had if they had like a full suit on, then they're like, fine. They would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. The the whatever it was, the pathogen, or whatever, would not have gotten into any of them. Hmm. But okay, let's say like whatever. Let's say they had no reason, or they were stupid, or whatever. Okay, the command crew lands. Right. First, second, third, and like fourth in line are all there. Hmm. Leaving you fucking Tennessee up there with some girl and some Mexican dude. 
some Puerto Rican Puerto Rican guy in the back. Um, <laughs> so they all commit like the essentials of the crew to this mission. Yeah, and then everyone that matters, they're armed to the teeth, but no one can shoot straight. No, and then they just walk in. Oh, and they when they find the ship, they're kind of like, oh, it's a ship. Hmm. They're not like Jesus fucking Christ, an alien ship. Right, that this is their first contact with aliens. They've never seen this is first contact for them. This is first contact and like, ooh. Oh. Isn't that quaint? <laughs> yeah. It looks like a vehicle. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, no shit. Like someone writing this forgot that cuz they were so confused by the timeline. They were mm. like they could they're like have these guys seen aliens before or not? I don't know. <laughs> Should we ask Ridley? I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Let's just move along. I think I'll get mad. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. They just make a couple of comments like, ooh, giants. Yeah. Or statues of giants. Yeah. Okay. What? You're like, what? Like, you, you guys were fine poking every spore-looking thing around. Hmm. You, not one of you could just go like, poke, poke the suit and go like, no, nah, this is a suit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's empty inside. You poked everything else. Yeah. You fingered everything else. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like... The like fingering. The, like the like like the that's the name of this episode. Uh Alien Covenant the Fingering. Like two dumb two semicolons. <laughs> Everything that's weirdly organic, weirdly spory, or weirdly bizarrely like sludgy, they're practically like like sticking their faces right into it and like licking it the second they see it and like running their hands along it. And turning their backs on it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, let's fine, let's sleep here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the sludge? Yeah, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. But when they what find about the tech, all these like snake things? Oh, they're cute. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, little buddy. Yeah, but they're completely uninterested in the technology, it seems. Yeah, what happened to those globes? They could have just sent the globes. Oh, yeah, the globes. They didn't have the globes. From, from, from Prometheus. It's like 10 years later. They invented them in that 10-year span. That's what happened. <laughs> they should have super globes. <laughs> or or some kind of tech. Some kind of tech. Um, Anything. To, to safe... I mean, if they're a c- colony ship, you'd think that they would, in fact, have drone drones and drones and drones for days. Mm. Because otherwise, if they get to their planet and it's not somehow safe, then fuck it, you know? Well, they're going to need to survey the shit out of it. Yeah. We're going to just land the command crew. Mm. And they're going to poke around in their stupid hats <laughs> and their stupid GoPro backpacks. And finger everything they find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And split up at any any chance they get. Yeah. How many times did they split up? Jesus Christ. Every 10 minutes. Someone's like, yeah, I'm just going to go and um, I'm going to go think about stuff. All right. Don't go too far. No, I, uh, the first guy who got infected, I'm going to go take a leak. Yeah. And, and he fucked he off to have a smoke? Yeah. As if it was some sort of crime? I don't know. Like, uh, my, the, the geologist can't see me smoking. <laughs> I, I didn't even understand what that was. I have no idea. And then he, you could kind of see the pathogen stuff kind of floating around right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, just blows <laughs> the smoke into it. Maybe that was just for the viewer's benefit and that they were just like microscopic. Oh, yeah, he couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. But even then... You're on a completely uncharted planet. It's not the planet you planned on landing on. Mm. Um, you're getting a weird signal from what seems to be another human being on it. Right? right. That doesn't seem completely shockingly insane to you. You're just, you're just gonna, gonna go gonna on a hike. Your, you're just gonna let your guard down. 
yeah, you go collect some samples. Like, no, that's not a first-run mission thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. Uh, okay, like, maybe you don't even go see where the, what the signal's about until you're like, is the water drinkable? I don't know. Okay, don't drink the water. <laughs> what about the air? Uh, there's some weird plants and things we don't recognize. Okay, masks on. Yeah. Next. We should probably bring our own food. Okay, cool. What else? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a giant uh, donut ship on that hill. And it, okay, cool. Everybody armed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or everybody back on the ship. Right. And we'll just spend the, spend the next three weeks fucking watching this thing from the sky. Right. Um, like, it's a perfect planet. Oh, ion storm. Perfect planet. <laughs> Let's just land through the ion storm. Yeah. I mean, any kind of by-the-book captain worth his salt is going to immediately say, All right, Ion Storm, okay. Let's see if it blows over in the next couple of days uh, because otherwise, if this is Ion Storm planet, then we're moving on. You know? Yeah, exactly. We're not just going <laughs> to... We're just not going to do this. It took them three weeks to get there. They couldn't wait like a day or two for like the weather to get a little nicer. Yeah. just collect some data, hmm. send down some robots. Yeah, robots. Chill. And... You're going to say, okay, Jason, well, if you reason that way, then there's no movie. I'm like, well, that's on you, buddy. <laughs> that's on the right. That's on the movie filmmakers, not on me. Well, like the crew need to be idiots in order for it to be a movie? Practically. Yeah. This crew was p- possibly dumber than the Prometheus crew. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. possibly dumber. Yeah. Which, which think so. you'd think after all the shit that people, uh, Prometheus caught for the crew being kind of dumb yeah. that they'd kind of shore up the defenses there hmm. and it's perfectly possible to have a smart guy just say out loud everything that the, the audience would be thinking right you're like i'm gonna go for a pee no you're not fucking going for a pee <laughs> pee in front of me yeah, exactly. pee in a bottle in front of me i want to see it <laughs> your invulnerable suit is built to contain your pee and Correct. recycle it into drinking water pee in the soup <laughs> you guys want to fuck you're fucking oh. in front of me oh the suit that we don't have uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that one yeah but we got really cool they looked like they almost looked like uh uh scouts like rebel scouts from star wars mm. that the weird dog ear hats and the, they look like a bunch of uh survivalist hippies <laughs> it did um pee in your hat <laughs> whatever it is that Be you want to do hat. you're doing it in front of me and i'm gonna hold a scanner over you as you're doing it <laughs> nobody is going anywhere yeah, yeah exactly. alien ship back we're going back up <laughs> right or i only send in the five hard motherfuckers guns blazing and anything yeah. twitches a rap, 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 rap. and then direct quarantine with you mm-hmm. when you come back yeah not on, i'm not gonna wait till you start coughing <laughs> There's no coughing. Yeah, exactly. In fact, when you get off the ship, you're like, when we come back, prepare the chamber because we're going to sit in it for six months before we go back (laughs) on the ship. Yeah, what was up with with that uh, med bay door as well? Like when the backburster ends up uh, breaking out, like he just like headbutts the the glass like twice. And he's through. And he's through. The med bay. (laughs) Like what kind of quarantine door is that? Yeah, that was that was that didn't make any sense. In fact, they kept butting their heads through the window, through the through the glass that can otherwise withstand the pressures of space and, yeah. and atmospheric. <laughs> you, they just the aliens have this superpower now, apparently, that they yeah. can headbutt through <laughs> space glass with no problem, even if when yeah. they're babies. 
Yeah. Even yeah. the babies can just smash right through. I think you you nailed it though. I think that's where the the, the needle ran off the record. Hmm. That moment where dude starts like <laughs> right? And the other woman starts hugging him for some reason. Yeah. And the other one gets like a face full of gunk in her oh, face yeah. and blood. Blood. But somehow she feels that she needs to lock the other one into the med bay. Right. Where she's been clearly compromised as well. Exactly. Yeah. But she I mean, I could, I get the whole like wanting to get the fuck out of the room, but there was zero reason for her to leave the other one in there. Yeah. It was just completely unnecessary. And they were supposed to be friends, right? And crewmates. And like, she's like, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And she goes from being the, the, the iron-willed like pilot that can land this fucker through thick and thin mm-hmm. to immediately like heaving and <gasps> into the camera. And shooting all over the place, everyone's slipping on blood. <laughs> you yeah, could like, blood is very slippery in this oh, universe. Jesus Christ! You yeah. could almost cue the. Music. Oh, somebody's gonna do that. You know it. <laughs> you know, and then like the thing is stuck in the. Okay, the little alien thing's jumping around. She can't get a beat on it. Right. But it gets stuck in the netting, as mm. it's trying to jump at her. She still can't hit it. It's true. And then she just starts firing into the gas canisters. Of the ship. <laughs> so at this point, you have no information on who this crewmate is beyond the fact that she landed the ship safely. Right. And abandoned another crewmate unnecessarily to her death. And, right. and like slowly, slowly like trotted into the room as the little aliens like shredding the chick apart in the <laughs> med bay. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, mm, kind of like cranes her neck in. You okay? Okay. You all right there? and then goes from that to (laughs) pulling levers getting stuck in doors blowing the ship up what about another another hole here so that was the first time that we see any alien action right but there's a ton of these things all over the planet are there yeah aren't there no no, there's only the two. Yeah, there's the one that pops out of the, the first soldier that got it in the ear. And then the other one that got it in the face because he stuck his face up against some spores and sniffed okay. them. But they got attacked by multiple ones, multiple aliens. Well, because the one that attacked the ship, it got out of the ship before it blew up. Oh, did it? Yeah, I saw it like kind of run out the it was almost comical you see it run down and just kind of scatter into the oh, okay so they got attacked by just those two those two yeah okay and for some reason they're in invulnerable to bullets yeah bullets don't seem to do that much they kept shooting at them they weren't even fully grown aliens but for some reason whenever they get hit they just go ah, and then <laughs> keep coming so what happened to all of the 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 like the that weaponized gunk that was deployed against the engineers so they just ended up dying the engineers yeah 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 they never burst how does that work cuz i i think the gunk doesn't actually d- prevent wait that's a good question where did the oleal yeah first of all i was never clear on the fact that that gunk immediately turn into a cloud of death oh no they did clarify it they did clarify it in so the the gunk was the stuff that david put in that dude's class yes in in 
the first one. Yes. So if you ingest that, then it would it would it kills you. Like but he he wasn't he he didn't like incubate anything. But if you just drop it from the sky, it turns into a cloud of death. I guess so. But then that he was saying later on that those like spore things, which were kind of cool, it was kind of a cool delivery system, mm-hmm. that that evolved as like like a like a small like animal, like an insect sort of thing uh-huh. that would go and like like the thing that went into their that was ears, mentioned that was mentioned I that. yeah okay again this is all like really cool and complex but it's lacking any sort of storytelling gravitas to it right like it's all it's like somebody just like reading from from a really really complex text and it's you can tell that it's well conceived and it was thought out but from a story point of view it's just it's dead i don't understand david's motivation at all uh like what is he trying to do he's just trying to play god once he's on the planet i kind of get it like at that point he's gone mad and stuff. What I don't understand is he, why did he go all fucking Hannibal Lecter on on uh, New Amira Pass's character, where you f- where you f- end up finding her like opened up and fucking tortured to death. He basically killed her. After he incubated something in her. Yeah, well, he basically killed her. Right, because he needed a, a host, and he'd already yeah. killed all the engineers. Right, uh, I'm like his motivation isn't clear to me either. Right. Like okay, yeah, he's become kind of a crazy Dr. Moreau kind of character on the on the planet and he's trying to create bring about his own creation. But why? Hmm. I mean, it seemed like in the first movie his only motivation was following his secret orders from Wayland. Right. To to do to get them to the engineers, but then we're missing this whole part of how he was pieced back together, which I think this footage exists. Yeah, I think I did see somewhere something. on the internet. There's hmm. something about how she she. Oh yeah, no, there was a mini movie. Okay. About how she pieced them back together, and they were the greatest of friends. But I'm still not clear as to what how that played out. But okay, so David ends up like bombing all of the aliens. Apparently, they have this one city, and that's it. Yeah, they all they all live in this <laughs> like one little courtyard, which is kind of convenient. Weird, right? Hmm. It's kind of strange. We, but we get no answers there either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of cool to see all those like kind of calcified bodies in the yard and like seeing how he dropped this whole thing on them. But again, the motivation there wasn't clear. You know what um, <clears throat> was confusing to me was that like at first you think that like the ship that David and what's her face? Right end up crashing right and you can see like the trees taken down and like they go and they they investigate that that ship but then when they flash back there was this whole landing mechanism and all the engineers were like kind of happy that they were back oh yeah what the fuck and then he dropped the all the shit once they docked so right how did they crash in the forest holy shit that's a huge plot hole Right? That's massive. Yeah, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. Again, it, either there's fit- footage missing, like this was a nine-hour movie, and somehow that's explained. But yeah, you're right. They docked. They fully docked over the right the one courtyard that all of the aliens go to. <laughs> all of them. Whenever an, another ship comes back, they all like, 
they all gather in the courtyard. All 300 of them. Yeah. And there's only... There's 300 <laughs> aliens. Uh, but but then tell me there's 300 aliens, and that's why they're doing this. Hmm. But again, none of the questions answered. Right. Um, and it's all kind of turned around and focused on how David is mad. Another thing I wasn't clear on, how did he save them when he showed up with the flare gun? How did the flare gun actually... Like, okay, so he fires his flare. Hmm. Let's suppose these alien thingies, which he had no way of knowing would be around. Let's say he was watching them. Let's see, let's say he was watching the crew from the bushes or whatever. Right. Um, he, sh- he fires this flare, and then they scatter, and then suddenly they're safe, even though the flare goes out. And then he does this whole like weird cape thing where he just tr- he, like runs back through the woods, and they just follow him. Like they're afraid of light or something? All of a sudden, something, something. Yeah, that makes no sense. It makes almost... <laughs> and like nobody just grabs him and pulls his hood off and like, who the fuck are you? Like, right. where'd you come from? Well, it makes as much sense as like him blowing on the, the thing's nostrils and it just standing there like trusting him. Right. <laughs> yeah, why does he become god of the of the pathogens? Yeah. All of a sudden, just because he's the one that released them. Like, he just like... Right. <laughs> it just stands there making faces at him. And, the, and nobody questions any of his story when they show up. They're like, yes, my, my mistress died tragically. And now I live in this dead alien city by myself <laughs> with all these drawings of creatures you have never seen. And weird... This, like Nobody did like a run through of the place. They just all took up quarters. Yeah. <laughs> and started washing their faces and be like, ah, can't wait for the ship to get here. What about you? Yeah, me too. Thank God we're safe. Are we safe, David? Perfectly. Ah, good. Oh, cool. No sentries, no patrolling, <laughs> no like just, I'm going to go over there to freshen up. Yeah. What? No. I'm going to go see if I can find some stuff to finger. Again, shocking stupidity, <laughs> yeah. which is now doubly unforgivable because they've just got boot fucked, uh, you know, 10 minutes off the... They should all be traumatized beyond belief. Yeah, they lost half they the crew. They should all be huddled. Together. Yeah. Yeah, pointing their laser sights at anything that moves. Right. And or giving, giving uh, what's his name, David, uh, a fucking like Guantanamo Bay style like <laughs> interrogation, you know? No, let's split up. Yeah. Look for things. Let's just Dave let's let's let Dave like just fucking frolic around wherever he is. Yeah. And let our synthetic chill with him. Hmm. And just sit here and keep radio signaling our ship. And not telling them right away that there are alien spores on this planet. Right. Take the ship and go. Get right. the fuck out of here. Seriously. Which is, should have been the, that the, been it. the the order, right? Yeah. Or drop us one more ship or something so we can survive here. But you take you Tennessee fucking take this motherfucker to the original destination. This was a right. huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Your wife's dead, by the way. Yeah, go. We're all expendable. Yeah, save, save everyone else. Save humanity. Yeah, you're gonna get the the fucking Yahoo guy to bring the whole ship into orbit, and risk the lives of all the colonists. The entire mission for four assholes mm. that weren't careful down on the planet. Seriously, none of this discussion is had. <laughs> None of these conclusions are come to. None of they they have no sort of uh, uh, awareness of anything that's going on. No, 
they're just dealing with whatever's happening as it hap- as it's happening. Right. Yeah, no plan. Yeah. Just call for help. Yeah, like my very first question would have been like, what the fuck are you doing here, David? Hmm. How did you end up here? Why? What happened to the Prometheus? What happened to all these people? Yeah. Who were like calcified in the courtyard. Oh, by the way, we found out that the the leader of our society disappeared with the ship too. Like hmm. Wayland is gone. Right. Was he on the ship? There's some questions. There's yeah, there's definitely there's some questions. a lot of questions. Like mm. I would not let this fucking guy to my especially if he showed up barefoot wearing some cape. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Come with me. And he like frolics into the dead alien city. And I'm like, nobody again is going, Holy shit. Mm. Alien city. No, they're walking through a graveyard of like frozen in place horrifically dead aliens yeah they should be like holy shit there's this whole society that was here yeah who are these people how did they all die why (laughs) why are they dead why are we going into the building where they died is the same thing gonna happen to us is this shit contagious yeah oh you would know by now okay thanks cool we'll trust you random synthetic that somehow (laughs) got here ah it just like again the, it was reminiscent of Prometheus where you're like, it's an incredibly sophisticated pile of shit. Hmm. <laughs> right? It's like, you're like, this, this shit, what is it? It's, it's made of nanites. <laughs> what? Yes, they're, they're, they're interconnected nanites working together to produce the smell of shit and the appearance of a regular doctor. But it's a, they're self-aware. <laughs> right? This is how these movies are coming out. Yeah. Like every aspect of the the craft of it is super on point, and then the only thing that is should be really should matter is somehow neglected or completely botched. <laughs> like the most basic human interactions are not not credible. It's true. Yeah, like at every single turn, it did that like typical horror movie thing where it's like, don't do that exact thing that gets everyone killed in yeah. every horror movie. At which at this in 2017 you have no more excuse. It's kind of unforgivable. Like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's been done so much. There's been movies that have made been made to parody those those tropes. Yeah, it's true. Right, over and over the scary movies or whatever. So at this point, mm-hmm. how hard is it to just elaborate on that and go? Listen, we're not splitting up. We're not fucking tasting the sludge. You're not putting your face in the in the pulsating, vaguely vagina-like thing. You're not going to play with it. <laughs> Hands off the vagina monster. Stop fingering everything you see. <laughs> exactly. Put on your mask. Put on your fucking mask and shoot. You know, where's, where's the hard ass that's like, we should bomb it for an hour right. before we land? Mm. What happened to those guys that are usually the problem in every sci-fi movie? Only way to be sure. Only way to be sure, Look yeah. it from orbit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is the point of these colonies? We don't know. We don't know why we're colonizing these planets. I mean, mm. a couple of words about that would have been interesting. Knowing sure. <clears throat> what the what the stakes are of this colony. Or is it the last one? Are we just boldly sending colonies into space because we're masters of our galaxy now? What's the Whaling Corporation up to? You know, none of these things are relatable. I don't care about the mission, apart from the fact that when when they tell me there's twenty thousand or whatever two thousand people in the cargo, I'm like, okay, 
So it's going to be like the thing where you're carrying a, a case with a, like a heart that needs to get to another city. Mm-hmm. And that's constantly going to be flying out the window and being dropped and <laughs> catching it in the nick of time and it almost gets burned. And you're like, no, right. no, no. <laughs> right? <clears throat> the minute they say 2,000 souls, you're like, okay. So that's going to be the uh, the stakes here. That's going to be the tension point. But I mean, time and time again, they have opportunities to disengage and to just save their asses. Right. Uh, Maroon shipped, we've seen all the scenarios before. Uh, Trapped colonists, we've seen all these. I don't know. I don't understand, I guess, the purpose of this movie. Mm -hmm. It was very, very predictable, I found. I was was hoping it wouldn't be as predictable, but it was very, very predictable from the very beginning. And then particularly like the big twist at the end. Like we knew immediately. Like we knew, I knew the moment that David started cutting his hair that it was going to be a switcheroo at the right. end. You know, it's, that was not a surprise. I wonder if that was a surprise to anybody. I can't imagine anyone under over 20. <laughs> and it was poorly executed. Right. Because the, their synthetic has the ability to heal, obviously, because that hole in his neck closes up immediately. And then David, he gets like people to help him to, to, staple his shit closed that immediately should have been a red like, flag hey what happened to your healing right right and there was also that thing where he got like stabbed in the in the chin with the nail that was so like symbolic of their hope and stuff i thought that that was going to be the big reveal right that, that she would be looking up yeah. at him from like the from like the the stasis pod and see like the fucking hole in in the chin because he can't heal right but the hole's in there. The, ha- the hole's not there. Yeah. What the fuck? How did they overlook that? They created yeah. this plot point. They created this detail, and, and then they don't honor it. It makes no sense. Right? It does, so, like, you're like, what is what was the point? I guess, also, David cut his hair 10 minutes after they all took refuge with him. Right. How didn't everybody not go, what the fuck is he doing? Hmm. Why is he looking what did he dye his hair too wasn't he blonde in prometheus he was like platinum blonde it's true yeah and his longer hair was blonde yeah and it was scraggly too because he just cut it with like some like like shears yeah yeah and then all of a sudden it ends up being the same haircut exactly the haircut i mean let's say let's say he gets away but like the minute he does that he starts to cut off his hair hmm how did the other people, like nobody, just once they got there, nobody cared about David. No. Nobody talked to him. Nobody wanted to question him. He's got all the information that they need. Yeah. He's got everything. Hmm. He can explain every single situation that's happened. And he very likely has gone rogue. Right? Because if they know anything about synthetics, is that they're supposed to be functioning. They're not supposed to be functioning by themselves. Hmm. They're supposed to be assisting a crew. So any captain worth his salt or any crew member would have been like, okay, okay, plug him into the fucking machine, download his shit. Right. Yeah. You're going to tell us everything you need to know that we need to know. And uh, I'm hereby in command. Well, that was, that was the first instinct when they came out of hypersleep was he was like mother and what was the guy's name? What was not David's name? Uh, Walter. Walter. You, Walter, and Mother, like, you guys need to do a full diagnostic to figure out, like, what's going on. And, like, Walter's like, what the hell? Yeah. 
So that was his first instinct. So why wouldn't he do this with this other dude? Immediately. Be like, diagnostic time. Right. Check your shit. Oh, I'm batshit crazy. Yeah. I'm planning to kill you all. You're living oh, him by here by yourself in a dead alien city. <laughs> by the looks of things, they haven't been dead that long because <laughs> their bodies are still around, like frozen in horror. Mm. And here's a smiley, barefoot, synthetic guy running around like fucking Frodo <laughs> in the forest with a flare gun. And um, we're just we're just all okay with that. Yeah, we're fine. Like immediately. Because he looks like Walter. But I mean. We like Walter. It's like finding a robot, right? Mm. You're like, you immediately grab him and you shove a fucking USB thing up his nose. And you, <laughs> s- you start diagnosing him and you find out if what he's saying is true and all that. Right. No, they just let him go frolic around. Also, Walter, who is almost as a credible character and his motivations are almost intact. The first time that he walks into the his lair, into David's lair, and looks around, like how does not every alarm in his head go off? As mm-hmm. there's drawings, very accurate drawings of like horrific spawn mutant fucking alien creatures. That looks a lot like what they just said. Yeah. <laughs> they just ran into. And and he's got all these weird little chambers. Mm-hmm. And like, how did he not immediately go to back to the crew and be like, I think something's wrong with this unit. <laughs> oh, by the way, even if I don't have any proof... You should know that David is part of a, a series that was discontinued because they were too autonomous and too free thinking mm. and they had dreams and shit. And I was made with like I was they 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 pulled back on the on the programming. Right. So they're they're really twitchy. So we shouldn't kinda let him run around there without any supervision. Just saying. Right. <laughs> you know, as I'm designed to protect this crew and to serve its needs, mm. my, as your attorney <laughs> Danger, 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 <laughs> Robinson. How about the captain following David in like right after? Holy shit. Yeah. Following him into the, into the cave. Following him anywhere. Into the basement after threatening to kill him. Oh, let me show you something. That is ne- That trope has always made me mad. So mad. You catch some guy acting off. You're already, already in a horrific scenario. You've yeah. lost almost all your crew. Let me lead you down this dark hallway. You into just the saw dude do the fucking creepiest thing ever. <laughs> you saw him trying to like like smooch and like <laughs> blow and and like <laughs> with like an alien fucking creature that killed your crew. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna shoot you in the face if you don't give me answers. Ha. Ah. This way then. Follow <laughs> No, 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 no. Sit your fucking synthetic ass down. Start singing or I'm going to drill this entire clip into your face right now. In fact, you know what? Don't even say anything. Bring the computer, plug it in his face. <laughs> right? And I'm like, all the answers you're waiting for are down this dark staircase. Follow me. Look inside this egg. <laughs> it's quite something to see. <laughs> Get your face right in there. Finger it a little bit. Let me do the finger. <laughs> Just blow on it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let's say he's captain is dumb enough to actually follow him down some like strange uh, catacomb stairs. Still got the gun, gun prime. Him. How does he not start blasting the second he... Those egg things... I don't care if you've never seen an alien movie. How those do those things look anything but... 
fucking off and terrifying. Those spore <laughs> eggs. And they're enormous. They're fucking enormous. They're even bigger than they were in the in the original. Yeah. There's like they're twelve like of them. Three or four the size. The time, uh, three or four. Four times, times the size, size yeah. yeah. There's weird water leaking. David is standing in the middle of them with a stupid like grin on his face. Yeah. And and they're like they're like pulsing. And he's like, Oh, what do you, what do we got here? This'll explain everything. But he was I mean, he was trying to get answers as to what the fuck David was doing. Mm-hmm. And he brings him down this like comically uh like killer's like lair. Dark, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dungeon with a bunch of eggs. And he looks at him and says, like, take a look at this egg. How does that answer the question? Wouldn't you be like, fuck you, man? Like, talk. what now. are you doing? This does not answer my question. Yeah. But look at this. Look at this look beautiful at these, room. Look at these giant eggs. It's something to behold. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but what rational person is not immediately like... Kill it with fire. Yeah, like how, like the eggs things that would have just sealed it for me. Okay, he's fucked in the head. Bang. Yeah. Or follow me. No, no, no. We're not going anywhere. Nobody (laughs) is fucking going anywhere. Is what we didn't hear in this movie at any point. Now let's split up real quick. Again, let's land on this planet we didn't plan for. No. (laughs) Let's get off the ship and walk. No. Let's send everyone of value on this expedition. No. Hmm. Like you, this This was comical on Star Trek where the captain, for story purposes, was almost a part of the away team every time. Hmm. And it once in a while you have Riker going like, uh, we can't risk you, sir. You're the captain. Uh, that's my job. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking head penis here. I, I, get the, I go down and shoot stuff. That's why we have this command system to begin with. Hmm. But... That was the other thing too. The hierarchy between them didn't seem to have any sense. They, there was no sense that these were officers or technicians. Right. Hmm. It just looked like a bunch of homeless people, <laughs> right? Looking for a home. Yeah, but like they just they like okay, you're colonists, but why do you all look like you should be pa- you know, crammed into a Eurovan going to Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> right? Where the where's the technical skill? Where's the hmm. driving ability? Where's the the, the the strict adherence to command, you know, hierarchies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because you're, you've got a sub- tremendous responsibility hmm. on the fate of, I don't know how many thousands of people behind you. And you've sent this like jittery guy, some dude that doesn't shave, some chick with a Beatles haircut, another girl that looks like she's 22, hmm. whose who's, who's, uh, job is to just go, don't do that. And then, never. Let's not even bring. Do we even bring up the shower sex scene? <laughs> I felt like I was watching Friday the Thirteenth or something. Yeah, at that point it was just really. It was really uncomfortable too. Yeah. Because like the tail goes up between their legs, and I'm like, oh god, is it gonna go up her was? <laughs> and then she realizes like, Hermando, <laughs> that's not you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Why did the why did this how does this alien in this massive ship immediately find everybody hmm. and is just solely committed to immediately murdering everyone on the ship? Why? I don't know. What's its plan? I don't think it has one. It just kills, it's just a killing machine all the time. Just why? A killing machine. Why does it turn out like that when it fucks a human? Like why does it turn out like this weird 
skeletal creature with long fingers <laughs> with a with a with a bumper for a head <laughs> and three mouths excuse me oh my god the the scene where like you see the alien for the first time uh-huh and uh david like does Holy like crap. the pose he puts his hands oh. up in the air and then like the alien like does the same pose and like <laughs> yeah I, I remember i turned to you and i said i think this is the this is what to this scene to is to aliens what uh the horrific uh revenge of the sith uh vader scene with a no <laughs> where you're like oh my god they just murdered this iconic creature forever yeah it was ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous first of all when the aliens came out, when the chestbusters came out, they never looked like that. They never looked. Like they that. never looked they like. They were white. They were white, and then they needed some time to like kind of grow into. Yeah. The black, uh, like scaly. Right. They weren't like the full sized one, just smaller. He, he was like a little, <laughs> a little shrunken alien, and I, I was half expecting him to start like, ba 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 ba, like start like singing, space balls. like space balls. <laughs> It, it, it was. I was like, "How can you do this scene, not be aware of Spaceballs?" Where he's like, "Hello, Hello my baby. baby. Hello, Hello, my honey. honey. Hello, my baby girl." Yeah, no, that was such a bizarre scene. <laughs> like how hard it would have been to just have this thing kind of slime around and David like quote some other fucking English literature thing that is deep. Because the moment you quote Byron or Shelley. Mm. Uh, in the middle of a horror movie, you're like, you're deep. Right. It's somehow all about humanity and their fall from the heavens. Yeah, that wasn't very faithful to the original. Uh, the other thing that was <clears throat> what was really odd was the timing of the chest bursters. Like it happened right away. The, the captain happened right away, but yeah. the other dude who had his face burned and where it, it was more convenient for it to happen later, later, that that took like way more time. Yeah, it's supposed to take like a couple of hours or whatever, at least an hour. From the original, it was it was it was hours. Yeah, but now all of a sudden, like that one that one needed to pop right away mm-hmm. and kind of come to full maturity. Right. And why were the back bursters different from the front bursters? Like, what's that all about? They're different. They're two different permutations of this thing that. David's playing with, right? Well, the spore things, there were two. One came out the mouth, the other one came out the back. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know what that is. All right. Let, one went in the ear, one in the, one in the nose. <laughs> Maybe let, like. Let, I'll let, let me do the fingering. <laughs> <laughs> do the fingering. Uh, no, no, but okay. Sorry, you were saying. No, that's good. No, I'm just saying, like, okay, let's let's bring this 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 thing home because we can we can ponder these questions for hours and there's no answers let's face it nobody has answers no just holes accepting holes to finger <laughs> accepting the movie the way that it tells its story mm. it ends with a very kind of uh horror film trope of like oh god the killer's not really dead no let me out of here like what the fuck was david's whole thing here why first of all did he want to get off the planet? He seemed to be enjoying himself, mm-hmm. uh, being like this little Dr. Moreau. Like now he sneaks back on the ship. That's fine. We never know how he, by the way, how he managed to overtake Walter. Since right. Walter is like, even if, because they show him like reaching for the knife 
Yeah. But we've established that Walter can be stabbed in the face like 20 times and he'll just, he'll get back up. Well, it took him a bit of time to heal. So you just sure. needed to get him down long enough for... But Walter's supposed yeah. to be like superior. That was the whole thing. I've had some upgrades or whatever. Superior physically, but not as... Uh, cunning. Not as cunning. Okay. Not as creative. So he puts the remaining two crew members back in stasis. Mm-hmm. And now he's got access to the whole 2,000 colonists. And what? He's going to start like mutating and doing all sorts of horrific shit on the ship? Well, what he said was that um, he pitied Wayland. Uh-huh. Close to death, uh, that humans didn't deserve a fresh start, and that he was going to make sure that that ship didn't make it there. Right. So, I think what he's going to do is sabotage the mission, obviously, by bringing the those little embryos of the alien embryos that he spit up, that he yeah was had swallowed i For guess some reason that makes sense too. to sm- to smuggle on board and uh and that way humanity doesn't get its start because it's, it's, he's essentially made a what he considers to be a perfect creature that is designed to kill humans so he's just gonna sp- fucking face hug everybody on the ship yeah probably m- maybe after when they get there i don't know or maybe he's gonna take the ship and yeah I mean, this is supposed to be connecting to the first alien. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, are they going to, to colonize LV-26? LV-26? Yeah. No. No, because they were mining there. Yeah, and LV-26 colony worked initially. Hmm. It was a successful colony at first. And then a, and then a engineer ship showed up. Okay. So that's that's the whole explanation. Like, I don't understand how this connects back to... I guess maybe he's trying to make another one. or I, I honestly I don't understand why these movies are being made. Mm. Who's asking for them? I don't know. There's no, but there's no, I mean, everyone loves Alien and Aliens and all that, but like there's no, I no, don't know anyone that's like, we need another one. <laughs> exactly. Right? We need to figure out exactly how these aliens came to be. And which orifice they climbed into and how right. they spawned. Like nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I don't think it's really important. So at this point, we're just it's going actually to better the if we don't know, right? Yeah. So anyway, my my assessment of this uh, is that it's not a, it's not it's certainly not Prometheus. So that it's true. This is alien. We promise it's not Prometheus. That's true. Mm. Uh, in the sense that it, there's nothing shockingly, crazily bad about it, right. but it's kind of more of the same. Sure. Yeah. More faceless characterless arcless people making the same goddamn mistakes or being dumb in fresh and new ways uh, set against a super complex backstory that we neither fully understand or can even relate to yeah essentially david is correct i mean humanity is stupid (laughs) excessively stupid and unrelatable and maybe not worth saving well yeah so But first, put this flute in your mouth <laughs> and let me do the fingering. And with that, we conclude the uh, half-hearted review of Prometheus. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Alien. Prometheus 2. Prometheus 2. Covenant. The, Redemption. The fingering. The fingering. 
Hey, I, I'm not going to tell people not go to see. You know, if you like Alien, if you like the Alien franchise, like you're still going to have a good time. But um, it's it's you're going to you could feel it. Even the rest of the theater, nobody was like. Everyone just got up and we're like, okay, mm. we saw a movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There was none. There was no like, oh god, that was terrible, or like, oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah. So it's meh, I guess. It's pretty much a, what you'd expect. Yeah. From a remake. Yeah. And, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. Right. Now I'm really, really, really wondering what's going to happen to uh, what Blade Runner 2049 is going to look like. Even though Ridley Scott is only executive producing. It's going to be uh, Denis Villeneuve. But that's another one that should have been left where it is. Yeah. And that's that's one of your favorite movies of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, that might be worth another review. Yep. All right. Well, fire in the hole, man. Fire in the hole. Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs>